G'day everyone, and welcome to another episode of Yarns from the Paddock, brought to you by AgForce Queensland. This podcast is designed to help to educate and inform members of the agriculture industry right across Australia. And I'm your host, Sam Farrar. On today's episode, we chat to Chloe Grant, who is the treasurer of Wyland. And throughout the episode, she'll tell us a bit more about Wyland, a bit more about the live export industry, and also her role in that industry. This episode is great for anyone wanting to learn a bit more about the live export industry. So, whether you're in your car, on a horse, or in a tractor, enjoy this one. Cheers. Chloe, thank you very much for jumping on board and having a yarn to us today. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and your role within Wyland? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Chloe Grant and I'm based in um, Darwin, Northern Territory. Um, my role within Wyland is the treasurer. Yeah. And just expanding, what does Wyland stand for and I suppose what is it? Wyland stands for the Young Livestock Exporters Network. Uh, it was established in 2019 by young individuals in the live export um, industry. Um, essentially, together, they they could identify that there was nothing for the young people to better their skill sets and create connections. Um, so essentially, they put their heads together and said, you know, we, we, can, we can fix this. There is a number of young people in the live export supply chain that um, could you know, to, to, to develop their professional skill sets, to push them further through um, the careers, you know, up up into upper management, exec, you know, business owners. Um, yeah, so so through creating these opportunities for other young people in the industry, um, they, yeah, they, they created Wyland. Very good. Sorry, I'm just getting more by green answer. I wanted to drop my head. <laughs> but um, look, um, so Wyland itself, it covers a vast area. It's not just here up in Northern Territory. What type of geographic area does it cover? Yeah, Where so... it's coming from? Yeah, um, at, currently at the moment, Wyland has 322 members. Um, we have Wyland members in every state and territory of Australia. We do have a handful of members in Indonesia. Um, yeah, so we're, we're not just from Northern Australia or Darwin um, or the Territory. We are in every state um, and territory of Australia. We have members that are in the dairy, in the beef, um, in sheep, in, you know, air freight, um, as well as post to sea freight. Um, yeah, so from f- from everyone right through from producers um, to onboard stockies, truck drivers, vets, um, every, every single um, area of the supply chain we've got members in. Well, that's impressive. So there's... So like you said, anyone can really join if they're connected in some way, shape or form to live export, they're, they're allowed to be part or what's the criteria of being, becoming a Wyland member? Um, yeah. So the only criteria we have as a Wyland member is someone that they work in the supply chain. Um, essentially we're not going to not say no to anyone. Um, you know, the, the bigger, the, the bigger the network, the better, you know, the more contacts you've got in your phone book, the better, um, yeah, so so long as you fit somewhere in the supply chain, from from producers right through to onboard stockies and in market, um, yeah, you, you can become a Wyland member. And you're not only, I suppose, a networking group. You guys also hold some pretty cool functions up this way as well. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, um, Wyland, uh, we've we've run our second Crocs and Frocks um, in conjunction with the um, NTCA conference, which is quite you know quite a substantially big. 
um, industry conference for Northern Australia um, in Darwin. We 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 do like a good time and a and a beer and um, but more importantly, being able to create you know create a room full of people that do have your higher level policymakers, you know your your the ringers from the stations, you know, being able to create those connections. So um, through a number of networking opportunities that we do try and try to do around Australia, um, we yeah, we, we try and create those opportunities everywhere for everyone um, at some point, you know, to, to, to better those contact books and, you know, create connections. You can definitely hear through how you're talking that you're passionate about the industry. How did you first get involved within Live Export? Yeah, um, so I was I was – Essentially, I was over in the Kimberleys working on a cattle station. I'd been preg testing cows and truck driving, and I was kind of looking for the next, you know, the next thing. And then the station, the company that I worked for, sent their own cattle to Indonesia on via boats. Um, and it just happened to be actually one night at the pub, and I sent to the general manager. I said, "I want to get on a boat," and yep. he said, "You're mad." And I was like, no, 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 like I, you know, this is, I'm, I'm serious. Was, you know, we only ever hear about the bad things about live export. Surely in this day and age that it can't be such a viable trade, such an important trade to Northern Australia and be that bad. I want to see from my own two eyes what it's like. And he's like, it's hot and it's, you know, filthy work, Chloe. And, it, and I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like I, you know, and he's like, righto. He called me the next day and he said, you got a passport? And I said, yep. And he's like, right, you're on a boat in three weeks to Wyndham, out of, out of Wyndham up to Indonesia. And I sort of just froze. I was like, nah, it can't be that, you know, it can't be that easy. Anyways, three weeks later, we're loading the trucks, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, we're loading the trucks and we're sending them to the wharf and we follow the, you know, one of the second, second or third last truck to the wharf and we watch a few animals run on board and we drag the suitcase up the gangway and we join the vessel and then... We said goodbye and we got the docks and we went upstairs to the bridge and had a beer and sailed out of Indonesia, out of, sorry, out of Wyndham and up to Indonesia and I was like, what is so bad about it? Like what, uh, you know, it was unreal. I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I actually remember going um, live on Facebook, um, you know, and everyone was like, oh my God, you know, because I'd obviously yep. had, you know, put it out there. I was like, I'm going in and eating on a boat and you know, family and friends from on, on Facebook were just like, you know, good luck, safe travels, you know, we'll see you when we see you. And I just couldn't wipe the smile off my face. And I thought, you know, how, like, I don't understand how, you know, there's that perception of such a bad trade. And I was like, everything that I've seen up until this point, you know, there's, I, don't, I, I just, it just couldn't, I just couldn't connect the dots. Four days later, we ended up in Indonesia and I was so homesick, so seasick. I was just, all I wanted to do was get home, but it was just incredible. Like I got over there and they said, right now you're over here. You've got to stay for five days. You've got to check out, you know, feedlots in here. You've got to see induction. We'll, you know, we'll take you to the wet markets. We'll take you to the abs, you know, see it all. You've got to see it all. And I was, you know, I was so exhausted. Like I just spent four days throwing my guts out. You know, all I wanted to do was get home. But the more I saw, the more I was like, this is not what is depicted by everyday Australians, you know. So do you guys as an organization or members like that promotional educational piece, like like you just described then, I think everyone has the perception, we all hear the negative stories about live export. And really the goal of a lot of this is trying to shine a positive light. That's what you guys are doing on it. Because there's industry that is needed and it's such a vital industry to 
the overall beef industry. Do you guys do much of that sharing the positive education and, and of an educational piece towards everyone else? Yeah, I think for a while in itself, we're more about providing the opportunities and the development of like your personal development, professional development opportunities to the individuals. Yeah. We're not about advocacy, yeah. but if, if, if someone was wanted to tell their story and, you know, wanted to go down, you, you know, if they were a while and they said, you know, I, I want to, I want to go into media, you know, as a, as a while and member, we would look for opportunities that would, yeah. you know, th- th- develop their skills to push them down that path. Wyland isn't an advocacy, you know, area that we, um, we're, we're more about building individuals' yeah. skill sets. What is it like on a boat? What is it like for those who haven't been on one? It is hot. And, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's work. It's, it, you're working with live animals. You're working with, um, you know, international, you know, the Filipino crew or Croatian crew, you know, so as well as juggling, you know, life on board, you've got, you've got a few things to, with life on board, you know, there's, there's a few things you can't, on, on a station, if there's an issue and, you know, you, you need to swing a gate, let the cows out of the yep. yard, you, you do, you just swing the gate and the cows go on a boat, you can't swing the gate, you know, you have to manage. And so Life on board can get quite stressful, um, but it's about managing those high risk situations, and it's more so preventative. Like anything, preventative is better than cure. Yeah. Um. You know. So being able to identify those issues and w- what you can foresee, you know, um, it's about talking to the captain and saying, "Righto, captain, you, what's the weather like for the next four days? You know, are we going to be right? You know, is it smooth sailing, or do we have a few seas or winds that we need to, you know." potentially pull cattle off feed or, you know, more water, you know, what's the temperature going to, you know, so it's, it's being, it's about, yeah, preventing, preventing any issues, you know, because you can't, you can't just swing the gate. You can't just call in a vet for help. You, you as a stock person on board, you're it. Yeah. And you, you're the exporter set of eyes. Um, yeah, you, you need to be able to manage Life on board. <laughs> so what are you up to now on your work life? Um, a lot. Uh, I currently, based in Darwin, I contract to an export company based out of Perth. Um, I do their operations um, to Southeast Asia. Uh, on top of that, I've also, um, with another business partner, um, Tam, have just recently attained a light export license, my own or our own export license. Uh, and we export cattle to Israel. Now, you quite quickly just said that, but it's a bit of a big deal. You guys are, what are you guys, the first females to have a yeah. export license? So um, when we when we got the approval, uh, it was it was about a 12-month, you know, process of, of Tam reaching out, let's say, you know, and then going, righto, let's do this, getting all the documents together. It was about, it was not quite 12 months, but it was nearly, yeah, close to 12 months, Um the day that we got approved, uh, we are the youngest Australia, uh, youngest females under 30 to obtain an export license. That's incredible. And there's just two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's that journey been? It's been good. It's, um, Israel was a market that both of us were not, um, you know, familiar with. We were both very familiar with, you know, Southeast Asia, um, you, you know, two, day, two clear days in, in, 
bought the trucks would turn up, the cattle would unload, you know, two days later they were on another truck going to the boat. You know, it was a very quick turnaround. Yep. Israel protocol, there's, you know, there's bloods and there's protocol, you know, there's, there's quite a strict protocol. At one of the stricter protocols, China's up there with the, with the strictest and Israel's second on the line. Um, you know, so it, it's being able to bring in, work with AAVs who have to do, you know, bloods and the bloods have to be sent. We protocol, obviously everything goes out of Fremantle. Um, bloods have to be sent to Perth. That's the only testing station in Australia lab in Australia that tests. So yeah, bloods have to be taken and sent to curse the testing and then they have to come back and there there is a huge, a huge amount of work um for us to get cattle on a boat out of Frio up to Israel. But look, if if it was easy, everyone would do it, I guess. Um but no it's good. It's it's I don't know, you never know until you try. No, you don't. Um Going forward as well, and what's coming up in the future for you guys? Oh, look, the year um, we, we've got we've got in a range of programs. Um, we we have recently just run a mate to manager program. Um, we'll do another we'll do another mate to manager program um, later on. Um, we've got a huge networking opportunity down in Victoria. It's the it's the first of any kind um, down with a like dairy you know dairy Australia. Oh. Um, yeah, and trying to tap into that Southern market, we are quite a strong network in the Northern Australia. However, we've got members right around Australia. So we're just trying to tap into those other sort of areas of Australia, um, create the same sort of network that we're and network and strong force that we've got in the North. We're trying to tap into that sort of in the South. Um, where I'm, I'm a big believer in if there's a wireless member somewhere in Australia that wants to do something. We will help you do whatever you need to do. If if you can see an opportunity that's going to bring 10, 15 members together, create bigger, you know, create connections and create a bigger network, we will, while and we'll work with you, we'll support you in any way we can to, to see it happen. So um, there's a few little things in the pipeline. Um, it's just, it's just a matter of uh, upon juggling all the work and the boats and everything else that we do in our life to get, yeah, the things happening for a while and too. So. And for those wanting to be involved, what's the best way to do that? Um, we've got quite a big social media presence. So, um, reach out anytime on Instagram, Facebook. Um, they can, we've got an email address where, you know, our contact details are on our website. So yeah, you can't miss us. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you, the while and caps are also heavily popular you see that you see them everywhere through social media yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. um it's yeah if you want to win someone over you can give them a while in cafe and they yeah <laughs> they're hot property especially yeah. in darwin here where we're at oh, yeah. today yeah um look Chloe, thank you very much for catching up um it's been a very interesting chat and i greatly appreciate the time thank you very much totally cheers Thank you very much for joining us on another episode of Yarns from the Paddock. If you've enjoyed the episode, please share it with friends and family. It's the best way to get the news out there about what we're doing. And like always, have a great day. Yarns from the Paddock.